Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast. This is Case 14, Hypnos. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and worms that play pinochle on your snout. Your investigators of the unknown are Matt as Rocky. Oh God, I never go first. What do I do? What do I do? Crap. And Brian as Pippa. Give in to the dark side? They have cookies. They've got pickles. And knuckles you can pee on. Well, guys, welcome back. It's been a little while here since we played. Oh, I was very excited all day today. I couldn't concentrate on anything. Can you believe this is our 14th case? 14 years of this shit. It's a lot of cases. Still not as many cases as COVID, though. Gabe had a scheduling conflict, but that's fine. It actually dovetailed perfectly into the story we're about to tell. Why? Did something happen to him at the end of the last case? It's been so long. Let's go to the tape. (laughs) We all wait. (laughs) What do you guys think Gabe is doing right now? Crying. I don't think he got out of that cage yet. Poor little Gabe. Is he uh, bringing out the gimp? No, he is. The gimp. I think he's sitting at his home bar drinking some tiki cocktail. Ooh, wouldn't that be nice? All right, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say howdy, drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. This show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Thank you to Jordy Rose, Barry Robeson, Atulia, Brownie Davis, Elizabeth Grieve, Chris Parker, Brittany Davis, Cal Sherman, Huge Pie. Jefferson Bell, Eric Zane, Olda Polkert, Mitch L, Lobster Johnson, Amanda Power, Harold, Frank Delventhal, Eric Phillips, Malambra 57, Beefcake, John Scarcello, Wouter Vermeyen, The Frill Shark, Daniel Caprone, Snow, Dom Driver, Andrew Petty, John May, Flix Capacitator, Phil Dickinson, Robert Jameson, Little Rowan Plays, Boston Harbor Horror, Yog, Eric Sutterberg, Liz Moonberry, Stephen Gregory, Davinia Von Zerovich, Ripley Iwin, Discordiant, Shane Stoley, Sheldon Warner, Chainsaw Unicorn, Captain Vashton, Peter VDB, James Brown, A.E. Jonesy, Horse Draper, Ineptus Astartes, Marty Dixon, Prophet of Woe, Matthew, David Winterman, Oddity, Kevin C., Ruined Ashes, Brindle Stubbs, Casper Ryback, Rolling Boxcars, Manic B. Media, Batran, Jeffrey Young, Bifford, Phoenix Black, Puddle Time, Holden Omans, Phil Campbell, Justin Levesque, Nicholas Hutto, Jay Clark, John Konopasik, Tomas, Mick Cope, Kevin G, Robert Lamb, Benjamin King, Jehovah's Thickness, Steve L, Matt's sister, literally, J.R., Seraton Wizard of Isinglass, and Will Pay to See Ernie Eat Sarah's Toilet Rat. Thank you guys. Appreciate all that support for the podcast in monetary form. I mean, come on, it's it's pretty awesome. So I appreciate that. You are paying us and paying these guys to keep doing what we're doing. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey. Hey, you. 
Yeah, you. Do you like games? I mean, real games. Not those other wimpy games like Bonopoly or Parsqueezy or Cribbish or You Sunk My Luxury Cruise Line. No, I'm talking about a game so deadly serious it'll change the direction of your pathetic life. New from HW Playstuffs comes an exciting pastime, fun for the whole family, that we like to call Hey You. It's so easy to play, even a toddler can do it. Here, take this ancient scarab engraved with Egyptian symbols, don't worry, it's totally not cursed, and put it in your pocket. Excellent, good, great. (laughs) That's a lot off. What? Oh, nothing. Never mind. Anyway, now that you have the only piece of equipment necessary to play the game, the rules are very simple. Even a toddler... Oh, wait. I said that already, didn't I? Not sure why I'm so fixated on toddlers lately. Maybe I've arrived at that time in my life where having a family is actually an option for me? I mean, I've been doing this for so long I haven't even thought about it. Guess I better talk to Janine. I wonder if she'll want a girl or a boy or... Huh? Oh, sorry. Got a little sidetracked there. Okay, listen up, player one. Now that you're ready to get your game on, creep into the nearest alley between two buildings, say, like this one we're standing in right now, and wait for the next sucker, er, passerby, to notice you. Then, before they can run away, call out in your least creepy voice, Hey! Hey, you! Yeah, you! Do you like games? And we're back. How do you guys think that product and or service could improve your lives? Oof, that's a tough one. Maybe think of an ending and stick with it. I, I don't know. It's just a guess. Just a guess. I don't know, Brian. That's a tall order. I've only just begun to realize that products and or services like that keep the general populace numb, drugged to the gills, dazed for days, hungry for enlightenment while gorging on darkness, seeking knowledge while sucking down fake news, making pancakes when they should have been cooking waffles all along. When will we learn? Waffles are at least 69 times better than pancakes. And don't even get me started on Kreps. Skinny omelet wannabes. Get a job, Kreps. Waffles are the superior breakfast. Fight me. I like crepes. Now, dear investigators, we play Case 14, Tape 2, in the Master's Chambers. Oh, my. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. After the events in the abandoned tunnel system beneath the streets of Manhattan, our hapless heroes wish nothing more than to lick their wounds and mourn their dead. The names of Pippa Chatterton, Rocky Arroyo, and Roy Arroyo are whispered among the displaced persons who gather in the dark corners in the subway corridors, rumor upon rumor, building to myth. In time, perhaps, they'll be vaunted 
to the status of supreme protectors, guardian angels who look after the powerless, the preyed upon, the unseen. But right now, there is work to do. And as we all know, that is not dead which can eternal lie, and with strange eons, even death may die. Pippa, with great effort, you open your eyes and try to focus on the formless gray mass that seems to envelop your body. It's as if you are emerging from beneath warm bath water, breaking the surface and blinking away the soap suds. Gradually, shadows begin to take shape all around, coalescing into furniture and walls. You realize you are standing upright, and someone is standing beside you. The stringent odor of rubbing alcohol tickles your nose, but it dissipates as you take a deep breath. That little bit of oxygen to your lungs is enough to awaken your senses entirely. As you turn, you clearly see the person next to you is... Rocky. You can feel your feet flat on the floor, but it seems as though the horizontal slope is tipping one way, then the other, ever so slightly, like the deck of a ship in choppy waters. Your eyes are clamped tightly shut, and you're not quite sure why, but an inner voice reminds you to keep them closed until the rocking sensation ceases. Slowly, it does. You lick your dry lips, tasting something odd, medicinal, then venture to crack one eyelid open. A coldness creeps along the center of your spine as you survey your surroundings. It's the sixth-floor hallway of Hotel Odebrati. And standing next to you is... Pippa? Rocky, is my signal getting through to you? Professor Wingate Peasley's voice crackles through the headset each of you is wearing. As you survey one another, you see you're dressed in a similar dark gray jumpsuit, emblazoned on the left breast with a symbol that depicts a green triangle, over which has been embroidered a bright red R. Hello, Peasley implores again. Are you reading me? Yes, um, uh, you're, um, yes, uh, sorry, momentary distraction. <laughs> oh, good, good, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Is Pippo there with you as well? Oh, my head is pounding. Are you okay? Uh, who, who is this? Professor Peasley, from the Miskatonic University. You remember we spoke on the phone so many, well, quite some time ago. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, it's just, I, what, what is going on? What is happening? Trust me, it'll all come together in due time, but speaking of which, we don't have much time. It's vital that 
you discover Roy Arroyo's whereabouts. We're quite sure he's here somewhere in the hotel. Please, use whatever investigatory skills you may possess to find him and do it quickly. I'll be tracking your progress remotely, but be on your guard. I suspect that you are not alone in that building. Oh, Rocky's right here. The pip is right here. And so you are standing in the sixth floor hallway of Old Brati. Pretty familiar by now. Rocky, what the hell is happening? I'm not quite sure. I mean, it's not the first time I've woken up in an odd location with no memory dressed in someone else's clothing. But we don't talk about that. There's a reason why I'm not allowed in the eastern side of, or the western side of, or the northern. I'm just not allowed in the state of Michigan anymore. It's a long story. What's the last thing you remember? There was, uh, uh, um, chamber. Big dog things? Yes. So it wasn't just my memory. You remember this. No, uh, with the, the, the stick. And I shot and it went, boom, zoo. Yeah, I shot it and it... What are we wearing? It's so passe in last season. I mean, come on. I wouldn't be caught dead in this in public. I don't even have a tie. It's. I'm so upset right now. Just don't... I can't even... I thought Roy died. What is? What are they talking about? We have to find Roy. Last I remember, he was bleeding out into some sort of stone coffin and we were trying to help him. By laughing and pointing, I remember that too. Yes, but I honestly don't remember coming back to... The hotel. Were you injured at all? Yes. Show me your injury. Zip. Zip. <laughs> it's Velcro. <laughs> now, Delta Green invented Velcro that makes the zip noise when you pull it apart. <laughs> the enemy can still hear it, yeah, but they won't know it's Velcro. Like, all those guys are using zippers. We have a tactical advantage. Show me your injury. Uh, I'm going to roll up the the pant cuff on my left leg to see if there's any kind of scar or bandage or anything. And you roll up your pant leg to where you took a shirt into the leg, and there's absolutely no scar, no wound, no nothing. You don't feel hurt, and there is no visible scar or wound. What on earth? There's nothing here. I'm sure I remember being hit. Were we Drugged or something? No, that wouldn't make sense. I swear to God, if someone put me in another one of those VR things, someone is going to die. What? What, what VR thing? Oh, you, um, it's, never mind. This Don't has happened to you before? Well, not this situation exactly. Something similar? Something very strange is going on here. Do we hear a sound like... <laughs> Everything goes blurry and we go to flashback. Well, give me a listen. Uh, I needed a 38. I rolled a 53. That's a failure. I needed a 40. I rolled a 13. That's hard. Pippa strains her ears, attempting to detect any odd noises. At first, all is quiet. Then gradually, you pick up the familiar sounds of a television set with the volume turned low. A smile of recognition stretches your lips. Sports Center! And it sounds like it's coming from room 619. Quietly tap Rocky on the shoulder and do a head nod for him to follow me. And then we go. Pippa leads the way towards room 619. And Rocky, you notice that uh, she is wearing a backpack. And you realize you are wearing one as well. Holy shit, we're both Dora. Map. (laughs) 
Fuck, that didn't work. Map. No, it didn't work for me either. Swiper, no swiping. I'm going to look at Rocky and do hand signals, and that means the TV is on in the room 619. I'm going to sneak around her and very carefully grab and slowly try and rotate the the doorknob to see if it's unlocked. The door handle turns easily in your hands. Going to open the door just enough for me to kind of peek inside. You see a short little hallway uh, leading into the room, which you're quite familiar with. There are two double beds, which you can't quite see. They're just around the corner. And to the left around the other corner is where the TV sitting area is. Of course, there's a bathroom on the right side, closet on the left side, on the way in the hallway. Going to close the door again and turn around to Pippa. Well, um, nothing immediately obvious, but... More to the point, where did you get that backpack from? I was just going to say, where'd you get your backpack from? And I realized I had one on as well. Let's take a couple steps back and see what we've got. So they're going to open up the backpacks, I guess, and see what kind of supplies we got. Uh, I'm going to need uh, each of you to roll an intelligence roll. Uh, I needed a 60. I rolled a 29. That's a hard success. I needed a 75. I rolled a 27. That's also very hard. Each of you takes off the backpack and opens to see what's inside. And you're not that surprised to see pretty much anything that you currently have in your inventory is in this backpack. Rocky, you rummage around a bit in the contents and you notice that the obsidian gem that you're not quite sure where you got it from is missing. It's not in the bag. You kept hold of it all this time just because it was an interesting gem and you were very curious about what it might represent. But otherwise... Uh, You just sort of had it tucked in your gear for a while and had forgotten it. But now that it is missing, it strikes you as odd. Pippa, you've got, uh, obviously, pepper spray, whistle, condom, picture of dad, business cards. Sorry, that's supposed to be a whistle condom? (laughs) Uh, Some pens, cell phone, uh, mints, and a nightcap from the bar, the nightcap. And Rocky has multi-tool Zippo Three strange keys. And, of course, uh, you have your Walter PPK. And there's a penny in the backpack, too. Oh, boy. I'm going to look over at him and go, what did you get? All I got was a rock. Are you missing anything? No, never mind. Um, I wouldn't say I'm missing it, Bob. I'm going to pull out the PPK, pop the mag to make sure there's bullets in there. There are six rounds in the clip right now, and you have six more rounds that you can pop in there if you need to. So you have 12, I believe. Put the mag back in, rack it back once so I have a live round in the chamber. Watching Rocky do that, I'm going to um, cock my head a little bit, like a little bit of confusion, because we're just here to find Roy. What, are we going to shoot Roy? Yes, I I want to. So I'm going to take his lead and pull out my pepper spray. Mace spray. Okay, this is a fighting brawl. Uh, It's six feet is the range. One uses per round, and ammo would be uh, 25. The effect is stun. The target should roll one-fifth or less of their decks on D Hunter to avoid becoming temporarily blinded for one round, essentially. Effective only against human or similar opponents. Uh, You guys now each have weapons of choice in your hand. All right, so I put the backpack back on. I'll open you. You go in. I'll follow. So I reach for the door handle and slowly turn it and open it up and step to the side so Rocky can get in. Going to have my gun in a ready but down position, and we're going to slowly step 
into the room, clearing corners as we go, because I'm just that tactical. So first stop is we're going to step in and then immediately swing to the right into the bathroom to make sure nobody's trying to hide any stolen kidneys in the tub of ice. The bathroom is in pristine condition, dark, doesn't appear be anybody in there doesn't appear to have been used now there are still the plastic wrap over the paper cups bathroom's clear step back out and continue down the hallway to the next area and it's basically just one big area to the right would be the beds and then to the left is the sort of sitting room where the desk is and the tv is so you step around the corner and see the tv is showing sports center obviously they're reporting on a red sox game But it says the 2032 World Series. I knew it. An armchair has been pulled up close to the TV. And next to that is an end table with a bottle of booze and a tumbler of half-melted ice. There's also a note scrawled with some figures on it. And sitting in the chair is Tomislav. And... He doesn't look so good. His skin is mottled gray and sloughing off little flakes of dead flesh coming off his neck and sprinkling on the collar of his shirt. And with a creak, his head swivels toward you. And he says, Ah, hello, my friend, it's Pippa. How are you? Come sit. Hands where I can see them. Would you like a hug? Let me give you a hug. And he stands uh, uh, up. Uh, uh, uh. Any closer and I pull the trigger. Oh, why do you want to shoot Thomas Love, your old friend? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to kill someone that's already dead, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Rocky, hello down the hallway there. How are you? You you come to play more cravish? Rocky, what is happening? I'm not sure. Stay back. Come give us kisses. And we're in combat. Son of a biscuit. Really? Rocky, what's your dex? 60. Plus 50 with a drawn weapon. Pippa, you're 65, I believe, right? Mm, yep. And uh, Tomislav is a 35. Oh. That's the way the cookie crumbles, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Rock, you got the up, so do what you're going to do, buddy. Well, time to send something back to the grave, and I'm going to just pop off a shot at him. Balls. I need a 78. I rolled a 93. That is a failure. Your shot goes wild. Woo, yeah. Tomislav is not even attempting to uh, make any kind of defense. That was a warning shot. Next one goes between the eyes. Pippa, you're up next. I'm going to cast Dominate. Dominate. Okay, tell us what Dominate does. I get to control that person or creature for one round, uh, but it costs me one magic point and one sanity point. And they can oppose me with their power. Pow, pow. So we got to roll power. Need a five, rolled a 52, fail. I needed a 60, I rolled an 18. Again, I'm hard. So I think I'm doing well tonight. And uh, yeah, you control this person for one round. What would you like him to do? Dance. I'm just going to look with the glaring stare, the Care Bear stare, right into his eyes. And I'm going to just say, without moving my mouth or uttering a word, sit. Sit. And he sits. All right. So he loses his turn. Well, that makes it easy. And I'm just going to walk up to him, barrel right up to the side of his head and pull the trigger. Nice. All you have to do is not roll a malfunction. Oh, why'd you say that? (laughs) 
Uh, I needed a 78. I rolled a 70. That is a success and eight points of damage. And the front of his face just explodes outward into a cloud of pink dust, which drifts to the floor, and he slumps in the chair, knocking over the uh, tumbler of half-melted ice. Sports Center rages on. Well, that was unexpected, but um, good job. The Celtics beat the Rams tonight. <laughs> Hello, is is everything okay? I, I thought I heard shots. Yeah, uh, we, um, small problem, uh, taken care of, uh, no need to worry. Excellent. Uh, have you made any progress? Depends on how you define progress. Well, we're looking for clues to find where Roy is. Look, you see, I was about to scout a room, and you called, and uh, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Uh, please, be about your business. And that's how you handle things. Sometimes it's better just to roll with it until things kind of explain themselves. Yeah, I've had hard rolls all night. Look, if you get stuck down in the minutia, uh, you'll go insane quite literally. Trust me, I've seen it happen. Are they listening to us right now? Yes, I can hear you, Pippa. It's it's coming through clearly. Uh, okay, thanks. Just wanted to check. No worries. I'm going to turn back around and uh, grab the note that I saw and pick it up and read it. It is in Roy's handwriting. You recognize it immediately. And there are three things on the list. The first one is repair screen door. And it has a check mark next to it. The second one is get new titanium spork. And that also has a check mark next to it. The third one says clean blood off suit. And that one remains unchecked. Well, Roy was never one for sticking to his to-do lists. But... Assuming that in this one instance he has, it might be best to stop by the laundry in the basement as he may currently be cleaning a suit. Let's go get this done so we can figure this out. I'm going to back out of the room and start heading towards the elevator, but cautiously scanning the other doors as I pass. On the way out, I'm going to quickly scan the the area with the beds just to make sure Roy hasn't left anything else behind. That might help us find him. Ooh, look under the mattresses. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look under the mattress for any artifacts or money. Each of you give me a spy hidden, please. Uh, I needed a 62. I rolled a 30. That's a hard success. I needed a 35. I rolled a 17. That is still, I'm still hard. I can't believe it. You should contact a doctor if it lasts longer than four hours. If the podcast is over and I still have troubles, (laughs) we'll uh, we'll make a call. (laughs) That is crazy rolling. Rocky does a quick scan uh, under the mattresses and under the beds. And and you're, you're struck again by how pristine that part of the room is. It appears that no one has actually slept in these beds, probably in some time. But other than that, there's really... Nothing of any interest there. Pippa heads out into the hallway and is scanning around. And as you move through the corridor, trying to pick out any anomalies, which might tip you off that Roy has been down this way. Then you see it, plain as day. Room 617 has a screen door recently installed in place of the normal hotel door. From within, you can clearly hear the sound of water running. Sports center water? The faucet just makes the din and it, din and it. Rocky, I think I found him. And I'm going to proceed to the screen door. You can see directly into the hotel room. And uh, again, you can't quite see around the corners where the beds and the TV would be. But the uh, bathroom door is closed. And you hear the sound of running water in that. I'm going to pound on the side of the screen door and go, open up. We know you're in there. No response. What are you yelling about? I'm going to open up the screen door if it's unlocked. 
It is. Opens easily. Nod for Rocky to hurry and follow me in. Uh, going to re-ready my gun, just because what we found in the last room. I'm going to go past the closed bathroom door to the other side of the door jam, so we're both on each side of it, just like before the last room. And I'm going to open up the door and step to the side so Rocky can enter with his gun. Pippa opens the door handle and thrusts it wide so that Rocky may take a peek in first. And Rocky, you see the bathroom is full of steam. It's very difficult to see, but the shower is running quite hot. Nothing yet. Stay vigilant. And with one hand on my gun, I'm going to reach out and just yank the curtain back in one motion. So you take a couple steps into the bathroom. The floor is slightly slippery because of all the steam and dampness. And you reach out with a trembling hand and draw back the curtain. And as you do so... The shower stops by itself, and there is no one in the shower. And as you look into the empty shower and bathtub, the cool air from the corridor drifts into the bathroom, dissipating the steam. And you see on the mirror written a message as if it has been constructed from the steam itself. So it's almost like a reverse logic where the steam should dissipate and the message would disappear. But if steam were introduced, then you would see the message, but it's the opposite. So as cool air hits the mirror, you see the steam remains as the message. And it says, Ephesians 5.26. Do you have uh, a pen, a pencil, anything to write with? I take a step back and take a knee in the same step. Now is not the time to be T-Bowing. <laughs> I swing my backpack around and reach in and pull out a pen and hand it to him. Thank you. Underneath the, the to-do list that Roy wrote, I'm just going to copy down the message so that I have it for later. And then I'm going to step further into the room and just do a quick scan to make sure there isn't any undead surprises. No, it appears this is uh, completely unoccupied and unused. Step over to one of the night tables besides one of the beds and open it up to pull out the Bible that is in every hotel room in the nightstand table next to the bed. And I'm going to quickly flip to Ephesians 5.26. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequity and tyranny of evil men. To make make her her holy, cleansing cleansing her by by the the washing with water water through the the word. word. Interesting. And I'm going to copy that down next to the the name of the verse on that same sheet of paper. Were you ever particularly religious, Pippa? Uh, no. We always moved around a bit, and it was me and my dad, so... I'm going to show her the verse. I'm guessing this doesn't mean anything to you at the moment. Doesn't sound like anything familiar to me. I mean, we did get this from a bathroom and a shower and... You know, running water and cleansing. I wonder if it's still a clue to the laundry room, like you said before, for him to clean the blood from his suit. Possibly? Still the basement as an option? Number two on the to-do list is, uh, find a new titanium spork. Yeah, but he did that already. It's checked off. Yes, but we also found a clue in the screen door room, which was the first thing on the list. So it might be prudent to find where he found his titanium spork. There might be some more information there. I'm trying to remember if this hotel had a a gift shop on the first floor. It did not. So where would he obtain a titanium spork from? Skymo? 
Yes, clearly. Skyball. So he'll be waiting six to eight weeks, then. He's got to find where he would wait. Keep that in mind. Uh, in the meantime, we do know that he's, well, should be attempting to wash blood out of his suit. And to me, that means laundry. What if we come across another room that has a spork as a door? Well, then we'll check that room. And I'm going to head back out of the room and continue down the corridor towards the elevator. All right, you reach the elevator. going to push the button for the elevator. And it opens immediately. Tagging along. Kind of glancing over my shoulder, make sure nobody's following us, though. Yeah, you do get the eerie sensation that you're being watched. Part of it is the earpiece. I don't like being listened to the whole time either. That's just weird. Elevator is open. Uh, The light is flickering slightly inside. You think it's safe? Should we take the stairs? Maybe we should take the stairs instead. I'm, I'm kind of having that feeling. Uh, let's, let's take the stairs. So we're going to head a little further down and start trudging down the stairs towards the, the laundry in the basement. Seven flights? It's good cardio. You need it. Straight on down. And as you get closer and closer, uh, you could start to hear this ominous thumping sound. It's faint at first, but it's clearly coming from the laundry room because you're standing outside the door and you could hear it quite loud inside. I know what that is. Somebody threw up on their boots and they had to wash them. Now they're drying them in the dryer. I've been through it. And I'm going to get my gun ready again. And I'm going to slowly head down into the, the laundry space, making sure I'm scanning as I go. Inside, the heat is unbearable. Cloying steam risen to the ceiling and roiling like storm clouds. One particular washing machine vibrates constantly, as if struggling to cleanse something exceptionally filthy beneath its closed lid. The thumping sound, however, comes from one of the industrial dryers set against the opposite wall. Is it playing a rhythm that is similar to The Devil Went Down to Georgia? It's got a good beat, you just can't dance to it. Slowly. We don't know if anyone else is in here yet. And I'm going to start kind of making my way towards that back dryer. And I have my pepper spray out way in front of me with my thumb on it, swinging it like it's a gun from side to side as he's walking towards the dryer. And I'm going to try and see if I can't see what's inside the dryer. I'm going to go over to the washing machine and check to see how much time it has left on what cycle it's on. It's really super old school washer and does not have any sort of digital or dial components. Coin operated when it's done, it's done. And Rocky, you peek into the dryer through the window, the thick fish-eyed bubble glass that's in the front of the dryer and you can see something it's about the size of a grapefruit gone rotten and black rolling around there thumping pull on the door to the dryer and see if it'll open it does and you are immediately hit in the face with the reek of rot and the thing travels up and the tumbler stops and it flops to the bottom of the dryer And you can quite clearly see now that it is a human heart. It is leaking this dark red ichor. But more importantly, the back of the inside of the dryer, instead of metal or some sort of vented surface, it's made of a fleshy substance. And it has a moist, puckered opening which pulses, almost pouting. Pippa, 
So you've figured out that there is no way to tell how much time is left on the washer. I'm going to glance over towards Rocky and glance around the machine to see if there's like a broom or anything, broom handle. Can I do a search? Is that cool? Yeah, go ahead and give me a luck roll. I needed a 39. I rolled a 91, so that failed. So no, there's no broom or anything around. I'm going to reach out with my hand and throw the lid up and take a step back. And inside, it's a dirty gray water, completely filled up. Agitator just keeps churning away. Almost appears like it's clogged or something. I'm going to step over towards Rocky. What did you find? Well, I'll look at yours if you look at mine. All right, switch. We do a high five as we pass each other. Look at the elbow. Look at the elbow. We smack each other in the face. Damn it. You weren't looking at the elbow, Pippa. I looked at my elbow. I'm going to move over to the washing machine and take a look. I'm going to move to the dryer and go, what the hell is going on? I've said that 90 times, but this is very bizarre. That's definitely one word to describe this. I want to see what's in here, but I'm not stupid enough to use my hands. Oh, boy. I just caught this jumpsuit, too. So I'm going to roll my sleeves up on the jumpsuit as far as they can go, and I'm just going to kind of very carefully stick my hand into the water of the washing machine and see if I can't find something to grab onto and pull up. You do, actually. You thrust your hands into the murky water and pull back a fistful of long black hair. There seems to be no end to the hair. And I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll. I told Roy not to wash his wigs like this. Those are extensions. Uh, I needed a 55. I rolled a 68. That's a failure. So uh, you will take one point of sanity damage. Oh, man. As you realize what you are holding in your hands, you recoil. The hair wrenches itself from your grasp, sloughs back into the water, and you pinwheel backwards falling on your butt into the dryer fuck not into the dryer but against the dryers on the opposite wall pippa saying for the 91st time what the hell is going on here to yourself an arm shoots out of the orifice in the back of the dryer and you realize in horror that the arm belongs to roy and in your headpiece you hear Hold on to your hat. Without warning, you feel a wave of dizziness wash over you. Your eyesight is obscured by flashing pinpoints of darkness, and your breath catches in your lungs. Unconsciousness descends, and you feel yourself falling. 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 It seems as if it might go on forever. But then, suddenly, you gasp as you land on a hard surface. It's a hospital bed? You're dressed in colorful pajamas patterned with the cartoon ghost from that kid's cereal. What was it? Booberry? And who is that lying next to you? It's Roy, wearing some kind of brace around his head, fitted with wires that connect to a similar brace encircling your skull. More wires lead to his opposite side where you see 
Rocky and Pippa stare at each other incredulously. Footsteps approach. Both look up to greet Professor Wingate Peasley, who is standing in his private laboratory, hands clasped behind his back. A satisfied grin stretched beneath his white mustache. Oh, uh, welcome back, he says. I'd say our first one was quite a success. Meet me in the next room after you've had time to reacclimate, and we'll compare notes. I've made taco fish. <gasps> I rip the wires out of my head and run <laughs> to get the taco fish. And he walks through a door into another room, closing it behind him. Oh, God damn it! Not this bullshit again. Again? What the hell has your life been like? I don't like to talk about it. Could each of you give me a spot hidden, please? I need a 35, rolled a 51. I failed successfully. I needed a 62. I rolled a 54. That's a success. Okay. First thing I'm doing is ripping all the wires off. Same. Basically, it's just a little cranial headset that you can lift off. It's a colander. Taking that, I'm like throwing that off. Like, no, get that shit away from me. Um, I'm going to swing my legs off the bed and just assess. You feel a little groggy. Your mind is a little cloudy. I'm going to look over at Roy, all hooked up to the machines, and try to figure out why he's there and what's going on, and is he still alive? He appears to be alive. He is hooked to some machines that appear to be supporting his life functions. He is emaciated. He's lost a lot of muscle tone. His face is thin and drawn, and there are machines hooked to him that bleep and bloop and spit out analytical graphs. Who drew his face? It doesn't look all that good. Rocky sees at the foot of each of your beds is your normal clothes that you would wear, folded neatly. And Rocky, you also notice that obsidian gem is hooked to a central device just above Roy's head. It's a complicated structure of stainless steel and diodes, and it appears to be somehow powering or filtering the contraption you were all hooked up to. I'm going to go over and look closer at the gem. It is indeed the gem that you possessed. I'm going to start getting dressed and put on my nightcap. And there is a um, little partition that you can step behind and, and get dressed in semi-privacy if you need to. Is a semi in there? I'm going to grab my clothes and head behind the partition and change back into proper attire. And you feel your energy sort of coming back, but you're, you're still a little cloudy. It's almost like you just come out of a deep sleep. All right, let's go talk with the doctor so we can, or the professor so we can figure this out, okay? We need some degree of explanation here. I'm going to head across the room and into the same door that we saw Peasley walk through. And you walk directly into what is clearly a kitchen living area. It appears to be just like a normal room in a house, dining room table and a couple other doors that lead off. And uh, he is standing at the stove cooking up fish guts cooked and seasoned and then uh, being scooped back into deep fried carcasses of the same host fish with their eyes still intact. Oh, oh, uh, well, please have a seat. I'll have some. Would you like juice or anything? First of all, what the fuck? Second of all, consent. Have you heard of it? Third of all, what the fuck? <laughs> That's exactly what you said you'd say. Please, please. We'll, we'll get to all this in just a moment, but... No, no, we, we'll wait right now. 
all right, all right, yes, I, I understand. You're, you're clearly confused. You don't understand what's going on. But no, you don't understand. The last time I went into some wackamamie contraption, I nearly died. There were cats, and it was weird, and some black I don't even remember. But I refuse to go anywhere near those things ever again. Now, you may not yet recall clearly the, all of the details of our arrangement. So I'll give you the short version, as they say. Your friend in there has been comatose for nearly 12 months, ever since his near death in New York City. Scans have indicated that despite damage to his spinal column at the base of his skull, his occipital and temporal lobes are quite intact, which would explain the unusual activity measured in his brain. You see, Roy currently exists in a kind of half-life. Organs barely functioning, but his mind. His mind is gone elsewhere. Fishing, probably. He dreams almost constantly. Vivid dreams and nightmares. It is his reality now. But thanks to that curious gemstone Rocky lent me, we've managed to find a way into Roy's reality. Is this all coming back to you? I vaguely remember discussing something similar. I think it was about... Oh, and I throw up onto the floor. Oh, oh my. Oh, please. Here, there's a towel right there. I understand it's a bit disorienting to come out of it, but as you eat something and drink something, then it'll all resurface and you'll come to understand that I'm afraid it has been a year and we, we go through this each time. How, how, how many times have we been in there? Oh, uh, well, this was the first official time. We've done a few dry runs, of course. And Please, I'm going to need something more than that. If I'm going to go back in there, the last thing I'm going to be is dry. This memory lapse uh, will dissipate. I don't know why I would ever agree to be some sort of psychonaut or something. That's... Yes, it's exactly what you said you'd say. It took us a little time. You know, it was quite simple, really, with your help, of course. Uh, we just needed to fit all of the pieces together. I managed to devise a cocktail of injections in order to sublimate your consciousness just enough to adapt to Roy's mindscape. However, unfortunately, I'm not exactly mechanically inclined, or shall we say spiritually inclined. So I had to recruit some experts in those fields. I believe you may already know of their um, skill sets. Oh, don't say it. With a flourish, he gestures toward another door that opens softly to reveal two figures framed, hands on their hips. Well, 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 says Danny Potts, a wry smirk creasing her mouth. If it ain't the Booberry Squad. Oh, no. Standing next to her is Maria Diaz, a slight smile beneath her twinkling eyes. Finish your lunch, she says quietly. If we're lucky, we'll be able to complete another jaunt before the day is up. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. I am so happy it wasn't all a dream, nightmare dream, the whole last... Well, it was somebody's nightmare. I'm like, don't, please don't do it that way, please, no, no. So, Pippa's Nightmare in Dreamland. Yay! This is cool. This is really cool. 
I like it's like Dreamscape. This is neat. It's gonna be really fun. Or Dream Warriors. So we're not running from Scary Terry. He says you can run, but you can't hide. But maybe we can hide. I'm excited to see where this one goes for sure. Now it's time for some hashtag recommendos where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Bri, start us off, please. I recently had some work done on my home. I had my air ducts clean and my furnace cleaned. And I used a an app called Thumbtack that puts you in touch with local professionals in your area for everything you could imagine you would need for your home. Tree removal, sewer issues, plumbing, electrical, a handyman, just general work. And the way that the the pros get more work is to get reviews. So the people who hire them, if they give a positive review, they move up on the tier and you actually get to see the best of the best at the top and all of their prices and how they do their work and all of the reviews that have been left for them by real people. So uh, I had never used the app before and I reached out to the one person who had a five out of five stars from like 128 people and hired him to do my air ducts and he went way above and beyond and did a phenomenal job. And uh, I think I think this is the app I'm going to be using from now on whenever I need anything done. I have a tree that needs to have some service done to it. So I'm going to start looking next week on the app and start getting some quotes, baby. So check it out. It's called Thumbtack. It's kind of like Angie's list, but it's free. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. We'll check that out. And uh, I'll go next. As you guys know, I like to cook. And thanks to the global deadly pandemic, I've gotten much better at whipping up homemade foodstuffs. However, sometimes the simplest things provide the greatest pleasure. Like a waffle, for instance. You can stir up batter in no time flat and with a decent waffle iron, crank out fluffy treats for any meal. Ah, but there's the crux. You need a decent waffle iron. Believe it or not, they can be hard to come by. I have personally blown through four electric models. Some have tripped breakers and some have simply stopped working. For a time, I thought that my waffle making days were over. (gasps) Sub. Then in a fit of hunger... I gambled on the Nordicware 15040 cast aluminum stovetop Belgium waffle iron. It's just two pieces of coated cast aluminum that interlock, no electricity required. Preheat on a stovetop, fill with batter, cook for a few minutes, flip, do the same thing, done. So far, it has produced consistent waffles with deep wells for butter, syrup, jam, any topping you desire. Recently, I made cheddar scallion waffles with hot honey for dinner, and they were amazing. So if you want a kitchen appliance that's very simple to use and won't quit on you or blow a circuit, check out the Nordicware 15040 waffle iron. Now, the real question is, do you make your own batter from scratch? Of course. Good stuff. Now I kind of want chicken and waffles. All right, uh, Matt, grace us with your pick. So the early access space on Steam is kind of a mess and incredibly treacherous if you don't know where to look or what to look for. So every now and then when I find something that tends to stand out among the rest of the the early access stuff that for some reason finds its way onto Steam, I like to make sure people know about it. Uh, in this case, I'm going to point you towards an early access title called Traveler's Rest, where you play an innkeeper who decides to move 
into this rundown dreary inn on the edge of a nondescript town. And it's your job to renovate the place, to bring it back to life, to take it from a, a nothing on the side of the road to a, a social hotspot. So you start out by, you know, cleaning the place up, and then you're introduced to mechanics such as brewing your own beers and aging your own wines for your bar and you add then slowly move into cooking where you can make things like stews and bake breads and roast meats and all the the normal like fantasy medieval tavern kind of trappings so it bounces between a game about keeping people in your tavern happy cooking food for service you know brewing all these different types of beers and keeping your menu rotating and expanding to keep people happy at later points of the game you can add bedrooms or you can add rooms for rent on the top floor of your inn and start taking in guests overnight. And it's this slow and steady growth of starting from nothing and building up to something that's just really, really satisfying. I'm also a really big fan of games that give you that kind of management. Uh, I'm also a sucker for games where I can like brew and cook and craft and kind of create my own menus. That's always a lot of fun. But yeah, if you're if you're looking for a if you're well if you're okay to gamble on something that's early access and you're looking for something that's around the Stardew Valley Graveyard Keeper kind of game style, go check out Traveler's Rest on Steam. It is a good time, and it's only 15 bucks. Cool, we'll check that out. Thank you, Matt. And guys, that's it for this episode of Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody has any name ideas for this new thing we've invented, because I have a feeling I might get an angry letter from Tim Schaefer if I keep calling us Psychonauts, you know, hit me up on Twitter at uh, at the Real Weird Kid. I'm, I'm listening. And if you already are subscribed to us, that's great. Thank you so much. Open a couple more Gmails and subscribe with those, please. You can reach out to me at Brian Podcast on Twitter. Until next time, roll four. Moist, puckered orifices. Oh, yeah. Mm. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.